everyone, welcome back to Sector One, the first stop we should make for your motorsport fix. Today we are back with another race review podcast. This week we're in Mexico and honestly, aside from the first lap, I feel like not much happened. I don't know about you guys, but mm. I feel like we were due yeah. maybe a bit of a boring race. Yeah, we've had yeah. quite a few. But it was, Mexico is usually good, but that was it's usually a good race and then I feel like because it was in the evening it was in the evening as well so I was like half asleep watching it anyway yeah I was like I can't keep up with this I'm too tired and it wasn't a great race no, yeah. I'm at bedtime I'm ready for sleep like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit worrying when the podium's like more exciting than the whole race really. yeah, yeah. and the track like the graffiti on the track was like the most exciting bit when they got to the stadium set which I was like yes get to the graffiti yeah. Yeah. Right. We shall get into the pyramid. What we're thinking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. So at the bottom of the pyramid this week, we have Lance Stroll crashed out of Quali in Q1, literally right at the beginning, um, and then finished the race in P14. So I don't feel like we really got to see much of, of Stroll. No. That picture's really funny. It always makes me laugh. I know it's really funny, but the picture it always makes me laugh because it looks like it's got a bad smell on his coast. But I'll tell you all. Do you reckon he's... I think his dad's definitely, like, when he crashes, I reckon his dad's very pissed when he, like, crashes because he's, like, meant to be Starboy. Yeah. Mm. I just think he's, he's let everyone down. I hope, I hope you watch this and let everyone down, Lance. Yeah. Also, compared to Seb, mm. like, we'll get on to Seb in a minute, but... Yeah. When you've got one car that's like kind of quite high up in the points for an Aston Martin. Yeah. Kind of suggests that the car is suited to the track. Um, or there's potential in the car. And yeah, mm-hmm. for Stroll, not a not not a good weekend. No, it was a bit mm. a bit shocking, yeah. we'll say. Sort of like a rookie mistake to crash start of Q1. We yeah. saw like what um Checo and Charles had little sort of spins. Um, in practice but nobody crashed on that scale so I thought that's very unexpected what really really bugged me though with Sky is they kept trying to compare it to Bottas's crash like last time we were here Mm -hmm. and I was thinking Mm -hmm. the only similarity is it was on like the same corner but there was not there was nothing the same and Sky kept trying to get him out of it being like well Bottas did this but Bottas's crash was so different like it wasn't they weren't even obviously Yeah, you can't really compare them. And I just think this one was more of a rookie error, not like a... Well, I think Bottas is a rookie error too, but you, you, get, you get my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. So mm. next, speaking of Bottas, <laughs> the next <laughs> <of> the pyramid <laughs> is Bottas. And I think we're going to throw in Bottas's uh, side of the... Oh, I mean, I guess just the Mercedes pit crew. Um, yeah. Yet another Again. shocking pit stop. But yeah, had a... I was I was really rooting for Valtteri. I thought his lapping was insane. To get pole without a toe, and then yeah. obviously lap one wasn't really his fault. It wasn't really anybody's fault, really. It was just a racing incident. Yeah. Um, bit of a kind of hero to zero for Valtteri. Maris, what are you thinking? Yeah. Well, I feel like because of how amazing a start Verstappen got, I saw that Lewis actually said, "Oh, Valtteri should have." closed off Verstappen and then he actually apologised for it 
about literally about half an hour ago on his Instagram yeah. he, he apologized he was like I know apologized to Checo apologized to Valtteri I'm like honestly the apologies Lewis. have come out left right and center, I know. Lewis, and thinking, oh my gosh. <laughs> but I feel so bad for him because we know he's only got you know the rest of this year with Mercedes and that could have been a real opportunity for him um his only part in the race really was then stealing the fastest lap from Max and that was sort of his only only contribution but his pit stop I think I heard them say it was sort of this, a similar situation to Monaco where the wheel nut yeah. got like cross threaded or something like that. But this time they actually managed to fix it. I don't think even if they'd got a good pit stop, whether he maybe have been able to get into the top 10. Um, yeah, even like yeah, bad that, though, wasn't really like going anywhere. Yeah. Behind mm. Ricardo for ages. And... Oh yeah, the irony of that, the fact that <laughs> Ricardo yeah. hit him and then he was stuck behind him for ages. Yeah. Bit, I don't want to say it was embarrassing because I don't want to be horrible, but I think to be obviously we know the Mercedes is each weekend it's either the fastest or the second fastest. Like it switches between Red Bull and Mercedes mm-hmm. each weekend. I think to be in one of the fastest cars of the weekend and not actually be able to get past the back markers like an Alfa Romeo and a McLaren is a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Bottas you know, has shown he can do it before. Like yeah. where was it? Monza. He made up like a ton of places onto the podium. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not as if it's a Bottas problem. He just seems to have these races that say he's at the back for, I don't know, one of his hundreds of engine penalties or, like, I don't know, <laughs> this incident where he's put at the back and he just gets stuck and he literally goes nowhere. And I yeah, think that's I feel like Sadie's watched someone else, though, as well, because he doesn't actually mm. show the potential of what the car could do in traffic. Because if you look at Max and Checo, they work their way up through traffic. And even Lewis, he does it. I'm not his biggest mm. fan. But you can say to him when he drops back or when he's got a penalty, he's back up there within like 15 laps. Yeah, definitely. And just think yeah. it sort of shows the different drivers and how maybe Bottas doesn't have that instinct. That's the reason they wanted to get rid of him. Just... Mm. I think when Bottas get, gets knocked down, he sort of doesn't recover. So sometimes we see Lewis get knocked down and he always mm-hmm. seems to recover. Or, you know, Max this week, bad quality but still made it work, had that amazing start and he recovered from it. But I feel like whenever Bottas has some sort of incident, he's never able to recover from it and he sort of just stays at the back of the grid. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so not a not a great weekend for Valtteri. Moving on, next we have Mr George Russell. Now, he wasn't the first person that I would have picked to put here or we were kind of struggling for, <laughs> for, the, for the kind of middle of the pyramid this week um but he had a great start I think he made it up to p9 um on yeah. lap one I, I really good. want I really need to see the onboard from somewhere I'm surprised it's not been like posted anyway yet, or I've not seen it anyway yet because I don't quite know how that happened yeah a lot of people had starts like that did you not see it you know, like much, but did you not see his star he got up to like p11 mm. yeah yeah. yeah, and I looked at my screen. And I was like, "How has that, that happened?" You know, I thought maybe there was a transponder error when I saw like George has gone up so many places. I saw Nikita, and I thought, "What's going is on?" An issue, like you know, <laughs> as the whole pack crashed out and it's just eleven people left. Like, what well, was like? What is going on here? <laughs> you know, a lot of people had really good starts. Yeah, and then he just didn't seem to to convert that into anything. He finished P sixteen. I think he started. P16. P16 so yeah all of his good work was then undone and I undone. think it was probably a Williams thing because he was you know mm. pretty close with Latifi as well but yeah just mm. kind of 
again he's not really done <laughs> nobody really did much in this race no. they all sort of like stayed in the same place I Just feel like there. yeah Williams have the same thing where like they'd have a really good start or good quality and they just fall back and it's not really changed throughout the whole year apart from like the surprise races like Hungary and mm -hmm. where they score points Spa. they always seem to have a really good start yeah <laughs> our <laughs> favorite race of the year Spa. um but there's such a long yeah enjoyable race honestly hmm. yeah the action it was action-packed <laughs> um yeah so I feel like that Williams is just not good enough to stay up there but because he's in the Mercedes next year and he, if he can have those amazing starts and good quality mm -hmm. then we can see what he can do because he'll be in a car that can maintain that position I think That's he has nothing to prove now like he doesn't really have to prove himself mm -hmm. anymore it's just sort of like well I'm in the Mercedes next year not really gonna take that off me have it that's doesn't really matter where he scores in the rest of the season like there's four races left it doesn't really matter if he scores points mm -hmm. For him, it might, but like he doesn't have to prove himself to anyone now. He's got that Mercedes seat, so yeah, yeah, it's true. And he's kind of said, "Look, this is what I can do in a Williams." And I think everybody would agree that he's driven the absolute socks off that car and got it up okay. places where realistically, not many other people could. Um, but I guess that's all that could also like play against him because everybody's like, "Oh, if he can do this in a." in Williams what's he going to do in a Mercedes and if he doesn't quite you know take to the Mercedes instantly yeah could that play against yeah. him being like well you managed to do all that in a Williams why can't you do it in a Mercedes but I I'm sure that won't happen yeah he'll, yeah. he'll take to it well it'll be good it'll be good <laughs> <laughs> right next up we have Mr Sebastian Vessel, there he is. Taking time mm -hmm. to appear on my screen there. But I don't know if you can see my cap. Can you see my cap? Like, I don't know. Is it in view? I can't see. Yeah. I thought you said the cat. I was like, since when? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, guys, no, I'm not sure about yet. <laughs> I am calling my cat Vessel, but it, Vessel unfortunately isn't here yet. She's, no. she's still being thought of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seb had a solid weekend. Um, he qualified Q11 um q11 p11 um <laughs> and then because of penalties he started in ninth and then finished in seventh so made his way up um a couple of places which as we've said not many people actually could this week so a good mm -hmm. result for seb yeah i feel like there's nothing really else to say <laughs> i feel like we didn't we didn't really see any of these i say battles we didn't see if there were any overtakes we didn't really see them which I feel like is a running trend recently in races. They just, they just show, they just show like Max and Lewis. And I remember I think, from Turkey, I think 50% of the race or more was literally just Lewis. Even if he was doing nothing, yeah. it was just Lewis. Showing him. I yeah. think, isn't, wasn't there a stat about Seb and he's got like the most overtakes of the season? Like, yeah. And yeah. I just, I think that's mental. I think people, I am very biased. I am like a very big fan, but I don't think people actually respect him. Like when you read what people, I know F1 Twitter mm. is toxic, but when you read what people have said about him after this weekend and people like he's still washed up and stuff like that, and I'm like, but he's got mm. 104 overtakes yeah. over the season. Like, where? I don't, I, mean, think... I don't know. It's something like that. It's, it's high. Yeah, mm. no, it is. It's like over 100 now. Um, yeah. Same as Alonso. They're that on the is... same. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are up at the top. I think a big part of that is the fact that we just don't see it. Like, yeah. I feel like mm. so much because. That was the only thing that's like annoyed me about this season. And I don't know whether we've 
I mean, we've probably had similar things happen in the past, but I feel like consistently every race we're missing out on some of the, I mean, they are less significant battles. Like obviously Max and Lewis is the overarching battle, Mm -hmm. but like we still want to be seeing other drivers, please, on, on the TV. Yeah, it was like in Monaco though when they went to show Lance Stroll and everything, and they just oh, they went yeah. to show Pierre Gasly in seven. It was just like Lance Stroll across the screen. But I feel like the whole season yeah. has been Lance Stroll across my screen, just like <laughs> him. That has been what every race is in because they're just not showing up anything. It's a bit like where, where, where are these? Where were these 104 overtakes? Like I haven't seen one. I have literally mm. not seen one of these. Yeah, I can't remember. I can't I remember probably, a time when we've yeah. seen Seb. I said over. Th- I could probably draw the Mercedes car now perfectly, aerodynamically <laughs> perfect, but I couldn't tell you where Seb's overtakes were. Like, just I couldn't mm. because they don't show it. Another person we didn't really see much of, which leads us on nicely to to mm. the next driver, is yeah. Pierre Gasly. I think he doesn't get enough recognition for what he did. Now we look at this race, and to be honest. On paper, he didn't do much, but he had a a very lonely race (laughs) where he was like, I think to start with, he was kind of sticking with the top three or the top four, but equally had a massive gap back to to the Ferrari. So he was kind of on his own, but he escaped the turn one carnage and then just kind of was putting in the laps and didn't really have to defend or really attack mm. just kind of on his yeah. own but a really good yeah yeah, yeah I, I feel like go on sorry <laughs> um yeah no he's had an amazing race as usual I feel like whenever he gets to p3 or p4 it's not in a circumstance where it's been a crazy race he gets them on merit a lot of the time which yeah. shows how amazing he is and I think now um Alpine and Alpha Tauri are actually on the same amount of points. And if you look at the driver split, Gasly is basically, we've said this before, that Gasly is Alpha Tauri. So it's basically yeah. him with all those points. And that's just incredible, I think. Yeah. And it always makes it always upsets me when I think I really want him to be in a really good car in the near future, but we have no idea where he's going to go because we don't know whether he could go back to Red Bull. And actually, after the comments that Horner made on Sonoda, I personally wouldn't want to be a part of the junior programme there. Yeah. But... Run while she still can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 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 Please escape. <laughs> but yeah, also, amazing Ocon, race. Ocon has a win this year. Like, that's a lot of points. Yeah. And Gasly's... I like no one told about that, Yeah. I still feel like the Ocon win, I know this is complete, it's never spoken about. I feel like everyone's forgetting that Ocon has won a race this year. Yeah, It's like last year with Pierre's win. Like, I feel like he got to the end of the season everyone was like, oh, Lewis is the champion. I'm like, yeah, but Pierre won a race. <laughs> yeah, but what yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, Pierre won the race, thank you. Pierre got podium. Let's put some respect on Pierre's name. Like, I feel yeah. like he's just really overlooked. Like, I feel like you barely see him anymore. Mm. Like, yeah. ever. Poor, poor Pierre. We'll give you some respect, yeah. yeah. And then speaking of Red Bull, I feel like we've had loads of great segues in this pyramid. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, we have put Red Bull up on the top, or specifically Max, Checo, and Checo's dad, because yes. I'm sure we all agree <laughs> the real driver Checo's of the day, the real winner of the Mexican Grand Prix was Checo's dad, because he is just he's an icon. Have you ever seen mm-hmm. anyone more happy than him, though, in like in your life? I'm no. honestly, mm. when I wake up in the morning. 
I just think, what do I want to do today? I want to be like Checo's dad. That's the attitude I want in everyday life, just that happiness. (laughs) I feel like the world would be a much better place if everybody shared Checo's dad's mindset. I feel we should all strive Mm. to be Checo's dad and everything in the world would be fine. And jump around like that when something that happens in your life that isn't even, yeah. you know, P- P- P3 isn't even the best. We'd have thought he'd he just win. won a world championship. <laughs> like, honestly, you'd have mm. thought a man has just won his first world championship the way his dad was dancing around with the yeah. flag and shit. Yeah. Oh, God. That man makes me so happy. Honestly. Honestly, I feel like he he celebrated more than I think Hamilton celebrated his last, like, three world titles. Honestly, yeah. Hamilton's like, yeah, great, whatever. Checo's dad was like jumping around, like lifting Checo up. It was amazing. Got Max, you know. Yeah. Did you see little, did you see little Sergio Perez Jr. though? That's what I think I think we really need to talk about Sergio Perez Jr. watching his dad on the podium. Oh, so cute. I would honestly best. pay for that every race. Very good. <laughs> and in a little sky interview when he was just like running around his dad's like, what a stop. Somebody on little Twitter Checo. said um the moment you realise um Checo Jr. has had more podiums than Nico Hulkenberg, and that really made me laugh. <laughs> but Nico yeah. Jr. just oh, admiring his dad. Though. Did you not see? And he was like, "It was mm. really sweet." I just thought, "Oh God!" I but just more of a, a serious note. Um, yeah. Red Bull mm. had a, a great comeback from. They were on the back foot. Max absolutely smashed it, and just didn't really need mm. to think too much. By the sounds of things, he was just kind of he was off. He doesn't seem to suffer from pressure. Like, I don't know if you saw. Yeah. He drops, he drops three seconds in the last few laps to block Bottas from getting fastest lap. <laughs> and I think to be able to do that whilst fighting for your first world championship, like, and have that mentality to stop. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was one point, like, realistically, it could be make or break, but it is one point. Yeah. Mm. I just think he's, he's got like, a good mindset. I think we've seen that develop over the season and into a world champion mindset very slowly. Like, it doesn't. The overtake he went for was so clean. It was there. It wasn't like a overtake that Joe sometimes goes for the ones that are a bit, are a bit kind of borderline. You think, oh, Max, just good no, yes, you know yeah. Italy for say Monza. You know, oh, yeah. Max, was that, was, that, was that really an overtake? My lovely, like, no, it wasn't. But he really went for the clean overtake, late break, oh, sixteen seconds ahead. Yeah. He he owns Mexico. Like Mexico is his track. Mm. He just bought Mexico out. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, time. yeah, he was really, in a weird way, I feel like this is probably one of his best weekends because mm. even though he had a bad quality, well, I say bad, it was P3, which I guess sort of helped him to get the slipstream. Mm. But because he was able, he could have had that quality and thought, why are we not on pole? You know, we thought we'd have the fastest car. The fact that he was able to come back from that and literally dominate the entire race shows you that he has that mentality of never giving up and the sort of mentality we always say that Lewis had because, you know, I always remember Germany when he started like 14th and won the race. Max has that exact same mentality of never giving up and believing yeah. that he can still win. And even after turn one, he probably had the race in the bag because it was difficult to overtake, but he still built that gap. We're still, you know, trying to block Bottas, like you said, Lily. And he's literally doing everything in his power to win this championship. He was also yes. like thinking a lot about Checo's strategy. Yeah. And like there was a couple yeah. of times that he like asked GP about like, oh, can Checo do this? Can Checo do that? And the commentators talk about it a lot, like the making of a of a great driver is being able to like think about the race in the bigger picture and like things that are outside mm. of, of Max's Your control. Race. 
but yeah, yeah I yeah. think he's, he's definitely got that mentality as you say I think the other thing is he broke like a 33 year long record was it was it 33 or 34 um, oh, if it's 33 record, that would make me happy think, because his number's 33 <laughs> and it's like Ayrton Senna's record of like the most wins in a Honda powered car that season Oh, right. Mm. And he's just broke that, crazy. like, last race. Yeah. And obviously, he's, like, the first person to get three wins at Mexico because everyone has, like, two. Oh, yeah. Like, the th- yeah. Yeah. I feel like Mexico's sort of, like, Max's track. Like, like, Lewis has, like, so soon that he wins, like, consistently every year. I think Mex- yeah. Mexico is now, like, Max's track. Don't, yeah. don't let me down, Max, please, next year. Like, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be very embarrassed about <laughs> the whole thing. Honestly. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was your uh, Mexico pyramid. We've concluded that there's not a huge amount to talk about in this race. Um, This is a very niche point, but the older generation of drivers all finished in the points. Uh, Seb finished P7, Kimi P8, Fernando P9. So... And well Lewis, Lewis is an older driver, technically. Can we, can yeah. We put Lewis in there. He, he's going to be older than Seb. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I think so. We can, we can put Lewis in the older one. Yeah. <laughs> Lewis I just thought it was so sweet. Well, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, were like seven, eight, nine. Oh. It just made me happy because I was like, this probably won't happen again. Happen like, again. Kenny's gone after this year. That's very true. And it's just so nice. Seb's going to be gone soon. Sick. Don't, I'm not mentally ready. No, I don't want him to leave. I genuinely think I'll cry the day now since it's retirement. I don't know what I'll do. Yeah. It's so odd because back in like 2011, 2012, and I was still like a massive Hamilton fan, I literally hated Vettel with like, (laughs) just just how like Hamilton fans don't like Verstappen now. I was like, I'm so sick of Vettel, even in 2017 when he was trying to win the title. And now I'm like, Vettel is my favourite. Yeah. Like nobody hit him, nobody yeah. could him, let him win. It was like a so thing odd. that everyone hated Vettel for like a few years. I remember when I first started watching at 2016, I could not Sam's. I hated Seb Vettel with like a passion. And now I'm like getting a tattoo of his number and he's on my wall, and I'm like, I love you, Seb. <laughs> I, I just everyone's just changed the narrative towards him and everyone just mm-hmm. seems to adore him now. And I'm like, okay. I think yeah, he's like, so down to earth. Yeah. He deserves the points he gets. Like he just he works for it as well. Like he he does things outside the track. He does things. Oh, God, he's just such a lovely man. He's proven how much he like loves the sport in general, and like he's so interested in the history of it. And like more recently, mm. talking about like sustainability and 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 equality within the sport. I think he just does so much for the sport that he's yeah. become someone that it's impossible not to like. I feel like there's a few drivers that like regardless of what your opinions are everybody likes and Seb is yeah one of them I think one day he'll be a steward or he'll be something in the sport yeah I yeah just, I, I feel like he'll come back like, to something I can just see him being like a bit like what Michael Massey is now like, a bit like the race director I can just see him doing that and just being the person oh god I can't wait for that day and then like one day yeah um, another thing about Mexico, it was quite um, significant in the constructors up and down the field. So we've said um, Alpine and AlphaTauri are now tied on constructors' points. Um, yeah. One point between Mercedes and Red Bull, thanks to thanks to yeah. Valtteri and his last efforts. To... I think that's mad how close they are. Yeah, yeah. I really it, literally it would be Mercedes winning the constructors, one hundred percent. Mercedes constructors, and I wasn't sure. 
on drivers. Yeah. I, I thought maybe I, it yes. was because it was like a 30 something point gap going into this race. So yeah. I thought realistically, they got pole. Mercedes has it. And it just shows that how the championship is literally going to be like would be switched like that in a split mm-hmm. second. I, I feel like that, that sort of proves to people that Perez was the right decision as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Because he's literally made the whole difference. And if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have. I can't think if they put anybody else in that car whether they'd be that close. I don't. I think maybe given a chance, Pierre would develop to with the, the right car, like then, support system I feel then, like yeah definitely do it but is Mercedes not Mercedes sorry is Red Bull the place for him to develop and have a support system let's be honest is Red Bull mm. really known for its support system <laughs> yeah I feel like we're all kind of collectively just don't want Pierre to go back I mean like for yeah. I would love to see him, love in, him a, no. in a top in a top team but for the sake of like how they treated him in the past, I feel like everybody's going to resent Red Bull for a while. I was going to say send him to Ferrari, but would you really want him to go to Ferrari? Yeah, it's one of those. He's mm. like he's a driver Where that send him? is Alpha Tauri now. Like I said, it was yeah. I can't imagine anyone else. He is McLaren. Like yeah, it's mm. I can't see him anywhere else. And like I think he, it would be great. Imagine like Ocon and Pierre in an Alpine but I'm not convinced that an Alpine mm. is a step up from Alpha Tauri and I think it was Jen yeah. was saying it in like the post-race show that like for a driver being with a manufacturer is like a is a is a benefit or like a an advantage as they did want to go to Alpine they've like clearly got the budget for development and stuff but it would definitely be like mm. uh we need to wait this out for the development and the results to come instead of like just a straight step up into a top team that's already performing Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's sort of like a sideways step Mm. but with all like the thing is it makes me feel bad for people like Oscar Piastri and Joe and all the people in Formula 2 who may not get that seat either yeah it's so difficult I wish we could just have like 20 teams and just put all the ones I like in the team, I do think we need more teams though. I think that's in, that in a whole other episode, but I do think we need another, maybe another team yeah. or two to mm. be able to accommodate all the talent that deserves a seat because there's a lot, a lot of people that deserve a Formula One seat and deserve a good Formula One seat, not just like a, a crappy half seat. Let's be honest, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like when Mick yeah. moves to Ferrari, where's Carlos gonna go? Yeah, and the mm. fact that like no, no one's thinking about this, like, where is my Carlos gonna go? Like, where, where is he going? <laughs> Speaking wow. of Ferrari, the McLaren and Ferrari battle is uh, okay. pretty tight as well. Mm. So, obviously, McLaren didn't have the best weekend. Um, yeah. And now Ferrari are ahead of them by 13 and a half points. But I would say, or I've said it a lot, actually, that Carlos and um, Charles are some of the, like, closest matched drivers yeah. on, within yes. a team, would you say? 100%, yeah. Because, yeah. like, we, ha- we heard some team orders going on. Um, not that it really made much difference because Pierre was kind of way along the road. Yeah. But, um, mm. but yeah, I think how close it was between Sainz and Ricardo as well in qualifying, what was it, like two thousandths of a second between them? So I feel like if yeah. Daniel had continued in the race, I think we would have we would have been on for a really good battle between the Ferraris and the McLarens and the fact that Lando yeah. Lando also did really well I think to his recovery drive yeah. back into the points 
but um yeah an unlucky weekend for McLaren I think yeah I feel like what's strange is that McLaren got a one-two and they're still behind Ferrari yeah they had that massive haul of points and in your mind you're like oh yeah McLaren are better because they've got all these podiums and Ferrari nearly won what they got a couple of pole positions you know Charles could have won at Monaco um but (laughs) all these things happened and it's weird to say I feel like Ferrari are way more consistent than McLaren because whenever they have a good track both their drivers up their scoring points yeah whereas McLaren a bit sort of all over the place they'll have a really good race where they'll finish like p3 p4 and then another one where they both DNF or they get one point like this race yeah but Ferrari seem to be more consistent 100% I agree Right, are we ready for a, a quick fire hit or miss? I feel like we've exhausted. Oh, I literally haven't even thought about it. Um, <laughs> I think I've got mine. I haven't even thought going. about it. Okay, Lily, you can start us off and we'll give Mary some thinking yep. time. Mm-hmm. Give thinking time. Right, so my hit or miss, I am doing, obviously, I think we can all guess who my hit is. It's Max. Like, how many times mm-hmm. I chose Max is my hit this year. That's Calvo. But Max is my hit. Um, obvious reasons, he won the race. But my miss is actually Esteban Ocon. And it's because he decided to like bowling ball three, two out of the three rookies in the <laughs> That race. is some like of he, my favourite onboard footage. I don't know why yeah. it's so funny, but it's just he the just way he takes out both of them. rookies out. But you know, yeah, all yeah, he was Mazepin in front of him and all three rookies were gone <laughs> in like one corner. I just thought, <laughs> do we have something against rookies are on? Like, do we not like them? Like, what's, no. the, what's the deets here? But yeah, that's, I think he needs to have a long card think about what he did and taking out the rookies and how discussing it is really so Esteban you'd let me down okay <laughs> there from Lily yeah. Maris have we got really let me down. have we come to a conclusion yes um so my hit is going to be Checo for obvious reasons again because I love seeing that man happy he, in my mind yeah. he's never done anything that's made me not like him like he's always been likeable he's a good driver and the addition of his dad and his son is just yeah. the cutest thing ever and we want to see drivers that are happy and the fact that he's that happy over a P3 and he's not, he doesn't sort of get upset about it. And he's like, oh, you know, I, sh- I should have been past Hamilton or Max should have helped me more by backing Lewis off. He doesn't do any of that nonsense. He just gets on with it. And he was so happy with the result. Um, and then my miss is going to be, I feel like McLaren as a whole, because yeah, it's just disappointing. And I really want them, you know, this battle with Ferrari is amazing and I really want them to do well. But obviously Daniel had that instant at the start. Norris did have a good race up to P10, um, but I feel like with the how good their season has been so far, to now be, what, 13 and a bit points behind them isn't exactly where we thought they'd be about three races ago. Very true, very true. Yeah. Um, my hit, I think I'm going to go with Pierre. Just he had a really solid mm-hmm. weekend and... Yeah. I'll I'll say it to the day I die. I don't think he gets as much recognition as as he deserves. Um, and then my miss, I'm I feel bad saying this, but I'm going to go with Bottas just because he got really stuck, and I think other people managed to make up a bit a few more places, and it didn't seem like Bottas had a huge amount of damage. I know Daniel had some damage that was um, restricting his his downfalls, but Bottas kind of seemed okay um but yeah just couldn't get past and yeah I mean I guess he kind of made up for it with the with the fastest lap but he would have liked to have not been in that position (laughs) I guess yeah but yes I feel like 
there was really nothing more we could say about Mexico. Mm. I'm hoping for a better, a better race. I feel like if the um, fans and the atmosphere hadn't been as good as it was, it might have been a bit of a snooze fest. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Thank you very much for watching. As always, be sure to check out our social media at Sector One Podcast. Um, we've got lots of informative posts going out at the moment. There was a good one about um, racing at altitude. If you still needed to kind of wrap your head around that in Mexico, there was a good one about that. So um, yes, go check that out and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye.